I stopped at Trader Joe's on the way home from our soup and story gathering on Tuesday evening. I didn't have the grocery list with me, but I knew that we needed milk and a couple of other things. I was confused to see a line of cars waiting to pull into the parking garage. It was after nine o'clock. And then as I wheeled my cart into the store, I saw that the bread shelves, the first thing that welcomed me in, they were all but empty. I soon realized that the store was in a low-grade panic. People were pushing carts down the aisle, loaded with uh, lots and lots of non-perishables, all the basics, extra frozen food. I stopped to talk with an employee, and she said it had been like this for days. They were getting more shipments of food and, and putting it out as quickly as they could, and they could not keep anything on the shelf. I picked up what I came for, some greens, some milk and yogurt, and then I turned down another aisle, and the shelves were almost bare, and something shifted in me. I had not arrived concerned about having enough, but seeing so much gone and seeing other people bringing home so much more, it began to nag at me. I put some bags of nuts in my cart, knowing full well that we had bags of nuts at home. <laughs> and uh, then I saw the one remaining can of kidney beans, which I don't particularly like, <laughs> and I took them. And then another jar of peanut butter, just in case. I didn't go wild, but I left the store with three grocery bags instead of one. The whole episode lasted at most 15 minutes, but it left me rattled. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? The psalmist seems to know a thing or two about trying times. He understood what it was to face danger. This psalm was written as what's called a song of ascents, or a song of pilgrimage, sung while folks made their sacred journey to Jerusalem. It was not an easy trek. Dangers of the elements and dangers created by other humans, they, they all lurked in the hills, encroaching on the pilgrim's path, but hidden just out of sight. I lift up my eyes to the hills, he says. I know risk is out there, that hurt could lie in wait. Where, then, will I find help? How will I keep stepping forward? In the very same breath, 
the psalmist answers his own question, reminding himself and us. Our help comes from the Lord, from God, from the one who made these very hills. The psalmist turns his gaze deeper, not ignoring the danger, but focusing instead on the one who undergirds it all. Yes, our help comes from God, the maker of heaven and earth. And this is a a complicated proposition. While we can trust that God does help us, it gets problematic quickly if we proclaim that all our literal help is God's doing, all our protection is God's will. For what then does it mean for those who are ill or for those who are harmed, those who lack that same care and protection? I cannot believe that this means that God has forsaken them. What does it look like for God to help us in a world where so many are sorely in need of help? Then we hear of Nicodemus, hesitant, curious, nervous, skeptical, seeking Nicodemus. He comes with his questions by night, tracking down Jesus when presumably he'll be less likely to be seen with this controversial leader. He's not sure that he wants to throw his lot in with Jesus. Not yet. It's a risk for his reputation as a leader, as Jesus is beginning to raise eyebrows. But still Nicodemus comes, and still Jesus welcomes him, even under the cover of night. Jesus is not saccharine in his response. He calls Nicodemus out for not understanding that which Jesus thinks is elementary. But even so, he sits with him, patiently teaching. He does not kick Nicodemus out on account of his trepidation or his waffling. Instead, Jesus keeps at it, offering him new ways to see and hopefully understand what God is up to. Nicodemus arrives Seeking and fearful, and he is met with patient teaching and love. This, I think, is what help from God can look like. The kind of help that the psalmist tethers himself to as he moves deeper into the unknown. It's a help that guides us that is patient even as it is calling us out and leading us up, to help that refocuses our attention on what is good, on what is of love, on what ways we are called to redirect ourselves away from fear and back onto life. I didn't feel great as I left Trader Joe's on Tuesday night. 
My relief at having stocked up was quickly replaced by the sinking feeling of having been tricked by all this widespread fear. I had been inadvertently convinced that there was not enough. And in that fear, that insidious lie that there was not going to be enough for everyone, I had been pulled into the me-first mentality, piling my cart higher so that if there was not going to be enough, at least it wouldn't be my family that went without. But this way is corrosive. This fear eats away at us even as it falsely promises more. As I tried in vain to put my groceries away back at home and saw that they didn't fit in the cupboards, it hit me. This is not how I want to live. Yes, there is legitimate fear as we try to learn and quickly the best way to contain the spread of this virus. Yes, there are plenty of other risks associated as people face the challenges of business dropping off or or missing work for long periods. Yes, all of that is real. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? For me, for now, it is trusting in this patient teacher, trusting in this self-giving love, trusting that somehow, if we are all in this together, there will be enough. We will be guided and we will be taught. We will follow in this pilgrimage and find the way. And so I decided in my own small way to let go of some of that fear, to put it back where it belongs, which is being transformed into abundant and shared life. So yesterday I unpacked the extra food that I had tried to stuff into my cupboards, all the non-perishables, the crackers and the peanut butter and that that can of kidney beans, the nuts. I brought them into a bag. I put them in my car this morning and I put them in one of those barrels for the Monument Crisis Center. I needed to let go of it. Because our help comes not from fear, not from hoarding, not from looking out for ourselves, above all else. Our help comes from God, the maker of heaven and earth. Our help comes from this one who welcomes our questions, who cherishes our seeking, who patiently teaches us how to trust. Our help comes from this one who leads us into all love by offering it first himself.